This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Have you ever been to a volcano? When it was erupting? You're now listening to Super they're a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. It's pretty. It's so pretty. We just won a fucking wall. That's what you say, man. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about Super Hoopers. Welcome to Super Hoopers, an inconsequential discussion of the week's NBA news. Uh, with me, or I am your host. Sorry about that. I'm your host, Matt Hill. With me. John Hill, Dave Federnick. Welcome. Hello, off your off your game. Well, like uh, off season, off your game, kind of. Is that what it is? Yeah. Well, I should. I was gonna say. I was as I was saying the intro. I realized been that, eating that ice cream. No, I have been eating poorly though. But there's no NBA news. So I was thinking there's like nothing. A discussion no. of the week's NBA news. What's the NBA news? CJ oh, McCollum. CJ CJ McCollum just signed a extension. Yep. Good for him. Uh, Pat- Pat Patterson uh, got bought out. Oh yeah, he's yeah. going to the Clippers apparently. Going to the Clippers. Going to the Clippers. LeBron, yeah. uh, J- Jason Whitlock, still a moron. Sorry, John. Nope. <laughs> not not going to comment on that. Thank you. Can't, I know you can't comment. What did J- What did Jason Whitlock do? He was complaining about LeBron, like uh, like putting himself in the spotlight of his son's games. He was like, MJ uh, MJ just sat there, never uh, never involved himself in his in his son's game. Like, yeah. Um, that's because he quietly just like stewed and made everybody nervous. Like LeBron's, LeBron is fun. Mm. LeBron's just having a good time. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like Bronny loves it. Yeah, but I mean, just does all the other kids love it? I guess if all the other all the other kids probably love Are it. Are you too. kidding me? The best player in the world is like dunking in between quarters at your game. It's awesome. Oh, Kawhi Leonard showed up. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Oh, oh, spicy. Snap. Breaking spicy. news. Breaking news. LeBron James. Murdered by Matt Hill. That's, That's right. only oh, only that's anybody right. who's out there. That's right. I would run out and tackle him. That's what I would do. Get out of here. Come on. <laughs> oh, good luck with that. The sanctity of the game. This is AAU games. There's nothing more sacred than an AAU game. Come on. That's right. Um, I'm excited for this week's episode. Actually, I'm super excited because I have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, we decided to do super shoutouts. We just like picked. We each picked like five things. That we're just gonna super shout out. I have no idea what your five things are. Um, we're just gonna we're gonna find out. That's what we're doing this week, right? You guys all did that, yeah. right? We, we, we did. we're on the same page. Oh Is yeah. Any other super NBA shout- news you want to talk about? <laughs> no, none. Not really oh. none. All right, so let's get to it. Let's get to it. This is the super shoutouts. I think next week we're gonna do super beefs unless something happens in uh in, in NBA land. I'll start, I guess. I'll just start. I'll, I'll yeah. Start. Why don't you start? Okay. Yeah, go for it. I've been reading this book. How to Win Friends and Influence People. Have you guys oh, heard of Dale oh. Carnegie. Do you, have you heard of that book? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like from the 1930s. It's super famous. Yeah. yeah. yeah five million copies sold. 
I was like, uh, this book's some bullshit. My whole life I'd always hear about it. And then I was talking to somebody I respect and they were like, oh, you should read that book. You know, like it was a good book. I read it. It really helped me. I've been reading it. It's so good. It's like, <laughs> is it really? It's amazing. It's like so relevant. You know, even though it's written in the 1930s, it's so relevant. It's so helpful for me as because it's like it's it's not really it's, it's, Dale, it, it's Dale Carnegie of the famous Carnegie family, the Steele family. I don't think so. Or, or no, 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 no relation. That, that's, no. Andrew, no relation. that's Andrew Carnegie. I think he's just, you know, uh, no relation. Not no, different family. Different but like Carnegie. the book makes it the book. The title makes it seem like, I don't know, self-interested and like all about trying to get stuff from people and kind of, um, you know, kind of self-helpy. But it's just more about how people work and like how like, I don't know, like for me, as like a robot, like I'm like an emotional robot, you know, I'm like very, you know, mm-hmm. not introverted, but very like, you know, just just like emotional, very, um, naturally not, washed, uh, robotic, weird, awkward, not empathetic. Yep. I'm naturally not empathetic. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. That's because you're a libertarian economist. Exactly. We're all we're all numbers to you. Exactly. And so the book has just really helped me understand people and how to interact with people. And it's really changed my life. Like over the past couple of weeks, I've been reading it. I've never talked to more like clerks, like people at restaurants or people like at coffee shops, like ever after reading this book. I've just just helped me like be open, be open to people, Mm. approach with a smile, be interested in everybody. Yeah, I don't really need that, so I probably won't read if it. If you're not into it, if you're not into it, but it's been it's made my life so much more pleasant. Like now, like good, like viewing people as actual people. It's uh, it's it's it's, it's shocking. It's uh, mm. that's wow. my first. Yeah, I, I would that's recommend a good one it. for you. I, I, I'm glad you're reading it. I'm telling you, if I would have read this book when I was 19, my life would I've been I would have been so much more successful and more beloved in my life. So, mm. yeah. Oh, well, luckily it's too late for you. Like, yeah, luckily, yeah, <laughs> way, way too late. Way, no, way too late about for me. 20 years too late. Yeah. Uh, I recommend that book to people because I know a guy who was like miserable, kind of an asshole. No one liked him. His, his girlfriend was about to like dump him because he was so miserable. And he, uh, he like read the book and he, he absolutely did a 180 in life. Yeah. And wow. him and his. Was that, was that Elon Musk? It's. No, that was not it. Yeah. That dude, that dude's pretty good at that. That guy, that guy's got it figured out. Well, he's, um, he's Elon Musk good at other stuff. Yeah, yeah, true. But it's so important dealing with people is like what you have to do for your whole life, and it's it's funny that people like you read books to learn stuff, but you never think like, hey, there's books on life stuff, right? I I'm not joking. That book, like, I, there should be like a college class. Like, hey, just read this book. It'll like. Because it just like lets you, it just puts you, like puts yourself in the other person's shoes. Realizes like, and it's so little the stuff you have to do. It's just like as simple as like smile, be open, remember people's names. Now I'm like obsessed with remembering everyone's name, you know, and like asking about them and stuff like that. So you're like Aussie, Aussie, that's my wife, Dean, Dean, Dean Dean is my son, Dean, Dean. Yeah. D for donuts. It looks like he <laughs> yeah, eats a lot of donuts. D, Dean, yeah. got it. Stuff like that, man. That's my first <laughs> shout out. What do you guys got? What do you guys got? John? Uh, I'll go. I- I'm going to go another book, too, mm. um, that really changed. Uh... Well, you know what? I got a couple books, but let me do this one. Because I think to go on my theme of what you just talked, what I was just saying is there's books on almost everything, right? <laughs> 
and yeah, 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 yep, you know, pretty much. That's how it works. <laughs> you know, and uh, one of the things is, you know, on the internet, we love to complain that uh, there's no jobs. We we're all broke. We ha- we don't have money. We can't save and all that thing, all that stuff. Uh, but the one thing people don't do is read books about financial literacy. So I'm a shout out financial literacy. All right. Mm. And just taking the time. This is a bigger picture thing. Taking the time to understand money and how that works, because unfortunately, we live in a capitalistic society. And as much as you tweet out capitalism sucks, goes socialism is not going to happen. It just hopefully. won't. Hopefully. Hopefully. Oh, hopefully yeah. not. Right? Because sure, if it happens, should, let me tell you. Sure, erase those tweets. <laughs> go, go look at Venezuela to see how, that, how well that works. Yeah. Um, so the book, so there was a part where I was really broken and, and in a lot of debt and didn't know what to do and how to get out of it. So I just read a ton of books about financial literacy. So you spent a bunch of money on books. Okay. I spent a lot of money. I invested in myself, oh, Matt. Nice. I invested. And there's a ton of great books out there, but I wanted to shout out the one book that really changed my life. I think I already gave it a shout out once before, but I'm going to re-shout it out because they just put out the 10-year anniversary. It's a terrible name, but the book is called I Will Teach You to Be Rich. (laughs) Terrible name. (laughs) Terrible name. And it's by a guy named Ramit Sethi. Um, And this book really changed my life because he really broke down the idea of not so much because most 95%, 99% of, of financial literacy is how to save money, right? Right, right. Oh, if you pack your lunch, you'll save $12 a week, and that's $600 a year. Yay. His idea is, well, what if you don't want to pack your lunch? That's what if you don't want? What if you don't want to make your own coffee, right? Yeah, what if you enjoy Starbucks? Yeah. Okay. Well, instead of trying to f- spend all your time saving $1,000 over the year, what if you spent your time getting a raise yeah. so you made $10,000 more that's, a year? That's my, that's my approach to everything. Spend, yeah. spend what I want, but also don't get raises. <laughs> <laughs> so his big thing is also the psychology of money. You know, and one of the things is, and this is probably a big takeaway from not just the book, but more so from that you can apply to life is this idea of negative scripts, right? And I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before, but the idea is that you say stuff like, oh, wow, you know, I want to start a business. Yeah, but only smart people can start a business. You must, you must be rich. If you're successful, you must have been born with money. You must be this and you must be that. And it's like, no, it's just not true. Most millionaires are self-made, you know, and it's these and these it's these negative ideas that we have. Oh, it's as simple as that girl. ah, She's probably too pretty to talk to me. But that's not true. As all three of us have proven, uh, we have shot outside. uh, We shot our shot at women much, much better than we are. Mm, and, that's very true. And it's if you walk around with these ideas that these, you know, you can't do stuff, it's this negative stuff. In reality, those are the things that limit you. And his book takes care of that. It also takes care of automating your finances so you can enjoy the things you want. You know, when the money comes in, start distributing it early. You know, put it into the bank account, put it into your 401k, have that going for you so that all the money you have left over 
is guilt-free spending. You know what I mean? If you if you put your money into savings and at the end of your paycheck, you're like, oh, look, I got 200 bucks. Well, then spend it on the coffee, spend it on the lunch, spend it on whatever you want. Spend it on our Patreon. Mm, uh, which yeah. we don't have yet. Uh, yeah. Patreon.com slash the Super Hoopers. Yep. going to be live any year now. Any year, yeah. Um, but, he, yeah, like I said, he just put out the 10-year anniversary. That book changed my life 10 years ago. I'm rereading it. It's great. Uh, big fan of his. Okay. All right. Dave? Uh, I guess I'll, I'll continue on the book tip. Since, yeah, that's uh, real serious. I, real, this has been, like, yeah. real serious advice. I know. Uh well, I read like one book in the last ten years, and uh, I just finished it. Um, it's uh, <laughs> the Soprano session. I used to read all the time. I just like stopped reading. But um, this book called The Soprano Sessions, the TV critic Alan Sepinwall from Rolling Stone, who's such a good TV critic, um, and also just like a uh, Sopranos nut. Uh, he and this guy Matt Zoller Sice uh, wrote a book called the Soprano Sessions, and for anybody who's like into television in general, but especially if you're a Sopranos fan, it is so good. He goes, they go episode by episode and break down like, like why each episode is important or isn't important or what's good about it. And then he gets like the most amazing interviews from people like, like the creator of Sopranos, David Chase, like notoriously like hates interviews and like is a curmudgeon, doesn't want to be interviewed. He gets like the most amazing interviews with him. Um, it's so well done. It's like the best love letter to the Sopranos. Besides, oh, a Sopranos podcast, my new podcast. Um, <laughs> you fix your audio also, yet, Dave? Or how's that? How's that? How's that working out? I'm, I'm working on it. Okay. I'm trying to do my best. <laughs> hey, right. I just, I just bought all new mics for us today. Oh, four, four mics, so we can have a guest now. Um, still have to use our Zoom though for now. Um, all right. Well, still gonna have to use our uh, Zoom. Let me know when I'm coming on. So. Um, definitely not. Okay. Uh, re- re- requirement: you have to read Soprano sessions before you come on. But um, any, really? anybody? No, nah, just kidding. <laughs> well, you should. Um, but anyone in uh, in LA, um, Alan Sepinwall is actually doing a um, like Q and A and like signing books at uh, Skylight Books in Los Feliz on Sunday. So, and my my buddy who I play basketball with is doing the Q and A. He's moderating the q and That would so, be uh, Sunday, oh, wow. Sunday, August 4th. So Sunday, like, people August listening 4th. to this in the future, don't go. Yeah, in the future. Don't, don't show up. Yeah, yeah. If you listen to this on August 5th or uh, any day after that, don't go. Too late. Too but um, but uh, I think it's like pretty cheap to get it on Amazon now. It's it's not in paperback yet, but it's such a good book. Dave, but isn't isn't Seppenwall like a huge Knicks, Knicks fan? He is. I, that's actually how I first like knew him. I like started like – Looking at his TV like reviews after that, um, after uh, like, af- he, he, and he, but he's like very much like a. Uh, there are a bunch of like journalists who are Knicks fans who are very vocal on Twitter, and they're very brainy and like very quick to dismiss the team. Like Andrew Yang, our boy, <laughs> dude, he's got to stop hating. Dude, you got to show your loyalty if you're running for president. You can't, you can't show that you're you're abandoning the team. He's is like, he a Knicks fan? Wait, is, fan? He, is Andrew Yang a Knicks fan? Yes, but he's like turning Nets fan. Hell yeah! Oh. Hell yeah! Hell oh, yeah! No, Hell no. yeah! Hell uh, yeah! I love it. Oh, I, oh mean, I, I forgot! I forgot! You're the king of disloyal fandom. I love the rational fandom. I love the rational oh, fandom. The Nets. No, no, no. 
God, the Nets, no, I don't I like. I can't see, get behind hey, that. I can't get behind the hey, Nets. But. Give me my $1,000 a month first, and then maybe I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. He's He is. He's like... Uh, I want to be Yang Gang so bad. I dude, love we him. Gotta, like, we got to get this year, man. We got to either get Andrew Yang on the pot or Sepinwall. Come up, go, go up to Sepinwall at the, at the reading, Dave. I'll talk to him. Yeah, but I want him on the Sopranos podcast. So I don't want him. <laughs> He, but he's he not does gonna, come on. Uh, he, he, he does come on um, Nick's film school podcasts occasionally. So there like, you go. So, so he'll, 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 he would probably be into it. If you're if you're if you're if you're a TV critic, you probably want to go on a. You probably want to do something you don't get to do a lot, which is talk basketball. He he, he for sure like absolutely is tired of talking about the Sopranos. Yeah, I used like, to listen all, to. I used to listen to his. Does. I used to listen to his TV podcast, and uh, he would always talk basketball at the end, and it was you could tell he was like way into it. So totally, yeah. Um. Um. I'm going to shout out. Next shout out for me is Propecia. Uh, oh, if you're a man out there losing your hair, just go ahead. Hit that Propecia. They got. Uh, yeah. He's talking to you, John Delaney, you scumbag. Who's that? Who's that? Oh, is that, oh, is that one of the presidents? <laughs> that lame, like ex-congressman from Maryland. Oh, yeah. That guy sucks. I love that guy. But um, <laughs> he, he says folks like every other word is folks. I'm like, yeah, yo, yo, this guy is an insult to the max. This guy says folks like 80 times. Well, hey, he should have got on that Propecia when he was young. You you gotta you can it's only true. keep you you can't regrow. You got you can only keep the hair right. you have. Right. So as soon as you start going, hit up that Propecia. They got the they got the um the generic Pro Scar. It's like five bucks a month, you know. Oh wow, peace of mind. And do do you uh do you notice that it's uh affected yourself in certain ways? You mean sexually? Uh, yeah, sexually. That's the downside. It's like it's a real catch twenty two because it's like mm. okay, if you lose your hair. You know, you're not going to be getting it anyways. But if you keep your hair and you have the negative sexual side uh, effects, you can't get it up. I'd, ra- I'd rather be bald and still slam dunk. I'd rather. <laughs> well, you, but no one's going to want to slam dunk with you if you're bald, Dave. Come on. That's the whole thing. Yeah. So the key uh, is wait, yeah, speak, to, wait. Speak for yourself, dude. I'm going to read Dale Carnegie's book. And <laughs> it's, it's not about that. You're thinking about the game, dude. You're thinking about the game by Neil Strauss. <laughs> another, book, another book I'd recommend. Um, what was I going to say? Could, the key is just get married so you, so you don't – you're not required to have oh, sex. Dude, that and then the, get that propicia. That's the thing, right, dude. Right. Whenever, whenever someone – when, when I was young and people would get married, like 23, 24 – and people would play, always be like, why are they getting married? And I'm like, because the guy's going bald. Like, right. everybody, right. every man who gets married under 25 is going bald. Guarantee it 100%. All right? That is like truism. But, um, yeah, just get on that Propecia. That's my that's I, my second super, super shout out. One of, one of my uh, closest Philadelphia scumbag friends is a dermatologist. And dermatologists do hair. And he talks about mm. it all the time. He got our one buddy on it. And it, it was like a miracle. Yeah. Like he, I looked at him. I was like, damn, my man got a lot of hair now. And I was talking and, uh, he was like, yo, yeah, I got, I got, I got Scott on that Propecia. I was like, oh, damn. Well, oh, the yeah. generic stuff, the generic stuff. The generic right, stuff. Right. Yeah. I always try to, I always try to pull balding men aside and I'd be like, Hey man, like try this out, you know? Yeah. Yep. And he also said Rogaine works pretty well too. Rogaine. It's For a little some more, people. it's a little more expensive and a little more of a hassle, but, uh, yeah. Mm. If you got but, the money, combo it up, dude. You know, do the combo, but be, also be proactive. Uh, I asked him about it because Rogaine says it's only for the top of your head, right? Right, but he said that's not true. Oh, you can do you it can, in the front. You can do it on the front. He said, but it's not FDA approved. Mm. So nope. they, so they have to say you shouldn't do it. Wow, but you. But can. in reality, it can work. So okay. if you got that Rogaine, just slather that shit everywhere. Doctor Doc, Doc Saul will take care of you. 
All right. Well, we probably talked enough about this. Uh, maybe we can move on to something more. Right. John, nice, John, nice for you, Mister Full John, Set of ahead. Hair. Jump, jump in. Yeah, guy with well, the great, too, great hair. It's it's. Uh, you got the thick. You have that thick tie hair. It's not as thick as it used to be. Mm. It's good enough. We could just get some shoe polish too. <laughs> if you can't afford for Propecia, just just rub that shoe polish on there, Carlos Boozer style. Yeah. You know? <laughs> All right, whose turn? Is it my turn? It's your turn, John. Yeah. You go after us. Ooh. We've been sitting here looking Ooh. at you like, go. All right, all right. Here we go. Here's mine. Uh, I'm going to go with, since Matt is yelling at me, I'm going to go with shout out to getting rid of negative shit in your life. Mm. Mm, yes. Okay, mm. I was talking to a buddy yesterday about it, and we were talking about how crazy people are. And, and the thing that drives me absolutely insane is people who hate follow. You know, no. and it's like, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm guilty of it. Uh, uh, you fa- love that a, a, shit. Cer- a certain person that we, uh, the three of us know. Oh man. See, look, guilty, guilty. And it's, it's a lot of things, right? Like Twitter's that thing where it's like people will actually purposely do the thing that causes them great pain. Right. When there's a button that <laughs> says unfollow and you don't have to see it. You can also mute words, which was very you can helpful. Mute yeah. words. You can hit the block button. Yeah. You know, people also, have. Also, you don't need to stay friends. When you get older, you can just not be friends with people that don't make you happy. Yeah. It, yep. Yes, absolutely. That's a Very big true. one. There's a lot of people where I just don't really see much on purpose. The guy mm-hmm. who read uh, Dale Carnegie, I stopped seeing him. He <laughs> read the Dale Carnegie. He didn't like him anymore. The book well, he work. started reading it after I stopped seeing him. Like it was oh, kind of no. towards he, the end of it, and it's too late. he went it's off too and late. did his own thing. He's good, uh, but I was like, "Yeah, bro, why am I why am I wasting my time with you?" Yeah, you know. Hopefully, he got his shit together. But there's a lot of people that you just have to, you just got to not hang around. And a lot of it, you know, could also be, you know, your group of friends, especially when you're younger, your group of friends who like party really hard. If that's keeping you down, you know, just negative ass people saying negative <laughs> yeah. ass shit. You know um, yeah, here's a tip. Also, here's a tip. If you're feeling down, cut down on the drinking, cut down on the weed, mm-hmm. yep. sleep more and exercise. It's like that's I see it. so many people who are depressed yeah. and I'm like, I look at your lifestyle and I'm like, yeah, no shit. You're depressed. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah you, just, you, you drink all night and then like you like eat Del Taco. At yeah, and you get like, like two hours of sleep that. and never take care of yourself, you know? Right, right. Yeah. You know, and and also just like a lot of times it's like you compare yourself to others and things like that. Comparison is a thief of joy. Yeah, that's stuff you got to get rid of, right? And also and the revert like and also I I think the biggest thing to happiness is not taking things personally. Like so often people's actions have nothing to do with you. People even if even if it feels like they're like uh, like uh, they're, you know, uh, they're, they're sending it at you. Like, usually, like, people are reacting to things or acting a certain way because of their own shit. It yeah. has nothing to do with you. People usually only, like, think about themselves and, like, are, yes. are, are not out to get you. Most people and almost... Anytime, I've, anytime we're at a party uh, with my fiancé and she's, like, worried about, like, how she looks or, like, uh, you know, so, like, she felt like she made a joke that didn't land or something, it's, like... Nobody cares. Everybody's worried about themselves. Nobody <laughs> yeah. cares. Yeah, no one's gonna remember. And yeah. you know, most, most most everything's forgotten too. So yes, yeah, that's it. And I'd also say, you know, like think about it. it. There's six billion people on this planet. It's gonna take more than one to ruin my day. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that you just got to move on. And this is something I wrote down on the way my way to work today. Uh, only you decide if you're upset or not. Yeah. Yeah. It's on you know, sure. all the things that bother you, the, the person who was rude to you, all that. You're the only one that can decide if that affects you. Yeah, that sounds like a video from Big Time Tommy. If you guys been following oh, this, Big Time big, Tommy, love Big Time. Love Big Time. Only haters will hate. If you get the haters out of your life, there won't be hate in it. Old school for life. Take it easy. <laughs> Who the hell is Big Time Tommy? Dude, Big Time Tommy is great. He, what is he, big, what he went viral because Jesus Amaro like caught hold of him. He's like this like fat goomba from Long Island, and he like. Has a cigar hanging out of his mouth, and he, like he does like Instagram videos, and he's just like supposed to be like motivational, but it's just like when people talk behind your back, that means they're unhappy. You don't need it in your life. <laughs> Old school for life. Take it easy. <laughs> he's so good. He's pretty good. I lo- I love old school. Uh, he's pretty good. That's yeah. tight, dude. So that's well, it. I'm on. I'm on board. I'm on board with that. Yeah, I'm on yeah. board with that. Um. So I'm uh, house-sitting for my sister in Glendale, California, and there is an amazing Middle Eastern restaurant here <laughs> called Adana, and it reminded me of you two because it's the perfect Super Hoopers restaurant because the food is delicious uh-huh. and it's healthy. Okay. It's, a, it's the perfect washed food. Like It's like just like lean meats, like well-marinated, well-seasoned. It's the, it's the perfect food. They got Perfect. any? They got any nuts? Can I eat my nuts there? Or what's going on with that? Uh, there are nuts like uh, in some of the dishes. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, but it, honestly, they, it's the best grape leaves I've ever had in my life. All right. Well, that's the best only what? Sorry, that's I missed that last thing. Grape, grape leaves. Oh, that, grape leaves. That's it's only like, it's, useful it's, for it, like the people who live in Glendale. Thanks to our listeners. To our listeners in Glendale. No, well, it's a Middle Eastern food in general. I, it has like a, a Lebanese like tilt to it but it's like sort of general middle eastern food all right for anybody who's like i can't be on this goddamn diet this food tastes like asshole (laughs) yo get in the get into those kebabs Ooh, get into that tabula that uh israeli salad hey healthy food can taste good yeah for life take it easy <laughs> old school all right on that my next my next shout out is traveling just you know just just Whoa. just, just oh. try to travel you know if you're young here here's here's some recommendations here if you're young spend a year in between high school and college take a gap year travel around you know also you don't yes. need money like my brother traveled on no money for like like his early 20s like he literally got from Tokyo to the southern tip of Japan with $20 that's it um, there was um wasn't there like a documentary of like a guy who was like trying to live off of like like trying to travel like for no money every day. You could do it. You could do it. You could do it. And in, in college, study abroad, which it costs just the same as usually there's a program that costs just as much as going to college. After college, do some program abroad. Get abroad in some way. Get abroad, live, you know. Do it when you're young. It will change your perspective, you know, help you uh, you know, help you see America different, help see yourself different, make you make you feel part of the world. Get out there. Get out there when you're young. You or just know? wait wait for President Bernie Sanders, and then all the trips will be free then. So. <laughs> well, well, yeah, the economy <laughs> will collapse, and so we'll all just have to find a new country anyways. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, we'll be a third-world country, so it'll be great. Exactly. Exactly. Be just, we'll be get, get to experience it. We'll get to <laughs> experience it. Yeah, that, that'll, 
That would make us more legit, though, on the street. We'll get to experience rampant inflation and all that. Yeah, it'll be fantastic. Yeah, Yeah. free health care. That'll be disgusting. I can't can't wait to uh, have to uh, bring a a sword to go get gas. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny you mentioned I was actually thinking that, too, on my way to work today. Uh, I wish I actually wish I traveled way more when I was younger. To me, it was like the weird thing about it, like, you know, and and I think growing up, it was a negative script in my brain. This idea that like you could just like I was so scared to just like try something crazy like that. Right. Like uh, and like to me, to be honest, like that always just seemed like crazy shit white people did Mm. (laughs) like oh i'm gonna just get a backpack and go to another country and sure that'll be fine no one will kill me or throw me in jail and i was like yo that shit's crazy that that no i'll never do that and now that i'm too old to just you know you know i have too many responsibilities uh to do it that style uh, i look back and was like man i really really wished i figured it out you know even though i felt like i didn't have the money i didn't have the money but i wish i had just gone for it because yeah i probably wouldn't have died and would have had like great experiences that a lot of my best friends had they they backpacked and did their thing and i'm always felt left out uh i travel a lot now but it's like expensive now i know it's a different yeah. that's, I, i'd like the type of travel where you get like you live in a place you like really put put down some roots really get to know it that's what I, that's the type of travel i'm talking about i'm talking no, getting a boy band. I'm not talking. Like, yeah, yeah. getting a boy band. You get all the stories I got. You know. Yeah. Get, yeah. Have get to naked. Have to, get naked in the mayor's office. Yeah. Have yeah. to like lift a car up to escape from the yakuza and all that oh, sort of yeah. stuff. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not talking about your your type of travel, John. Your Instagram uh, ready travel that you do these days. I don't post on Instagram. No, you, don't. you just post food. You just post food. Your yeah. infinity pools and whatnot. Oh yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, here's my next shout-out. Great setup, Matt. Thank you. Um, I'm going to shout-out learning how to cook. Oh, God. I'm going to shout-out the opposite. Matt, Matt this I'm going to shout-out Postmates. This will be Matt's beef for go ahead, next I'm week. Gonna, I'm going to go ahead and just snooze. I'm going to be on my phone. Go ahead, talk. Okay, okay. Okay, Dale Carnegie. Uh, look, there's a few things you need in life. You need air, you need water, you need shelter, you need warmth, and you need food. The idea that one of these five basic things becomes so foreign to you that you can't do or you don't want to learn, I think is like kind of crazy to me. Uh, Dave, I know you love to cook. I do. You know, and whether you, and to me, cooking is also not just a necessity, but if you look at it and approach it in a creative way, right? Like a challenge. Like this is something mm-hmm. I'm going to learn how to do this. This will be fun. You know, it's also really rewarding. You know, yeah. I think people think of it as a chore. Right. It's like some people are like, oh, yard work. I don't want to mow the lawn. I don't want to do that. But a lot of people, when you change the perspective, you're like, no, I like having a nice yard. I like having flowers. You know, it's work yeah, that you have I, to do. Right. And it's like it, you did the work. And you did the work. Right. So you didn't pay somebody to do it. Exactly. So there's a few things. And I think, again, you know, the negative script of like, oh, it's really difficult to do all this stuff. You have to have this. You have to learn a few basic things, you know, get good at them and work your way up. And plus, nowadays, with all the YouTube and stuff like that, like the principles are very simple. Read a book or two. Watch a few. Don't even read. Just 
actually don't read books. Just watch YouTube videos and cooking shows and uh, diners, drive-ins, and uh, drive-throughs. That's the number one. That's the number one show, folks. All-time great. Um, I'm in Sacramento, California. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Glendale. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, in Mediterranean a, I'm in a Donut Cafe in Glendale, California, and I'm going to stuff my fat face. <laughs> <laughs> Matt is looking so upset on the Skype. <laughs> I, I, for me, it's just like, yeah, it's just too much. takes too much time. I, there's no food that tastes that good that tastes better than something that I can make in a minute, you know? So it's like, I'll just take, I'll just take the food I can make in a minute because the food I can make in a minute tastes good and like, you know, like I just get some deli meat, put that on a paper towel, get a piece of cheese, <laughs> wrap it around the deli meat. That's good. That tastes good. It took like a minute. I don't know. What could he make that tastes better, that much better than that? That's all I have for lunch today. I was like, oh, I get this deli meat right here, get some, wrap some cheese around it. There we go. That tastes good. You know, what's wrong with that? Maybe uh, maybe for breakfast I'll get a bagel. That doesn't need, I just spread some cream cheese on that. That's that's God's food right there. I don't need anything better than that. So, so I do have to say, sometimes I'm like envious by how like basic bitch your food tastes are. <laughs> also, John's like John's like, oh, Honestly, you need you you, you, you want to know how to you want to know how to travel for cheap? Eat, eat whatever the fuck you eat all the time. Also, I'm on I'm on this new I'm on this new intermittent fasting thing where you just like don't oh, eat for a while. Okay. That's even better. Then you don't even. It's amazing how you don't have to eat like. I fast for like 36 hours and I'll be like, dang, I like really didn't even need to eat. I'm totally fine right now. So you you also don't have to eat. That's another option. Well, when you're a robot, <laughs> you don't have to eat. So yeah. Oh, also John's like, oh, you need you need like look. Here's what you need to live: is food. So you gotta learn how to make food. Let me ask you something, John. You also said shelter. You ever build a house before, John? You need to, you need to learn how to do that. <laughs> hey, no, but I got one. Okay, exactly. Instead I, of I build clubhouses, I know I know how to I know how to fix yeah. my place. You, you, I know how to paint walls. I know how to put up drywall. That's my thing. It's like I don't need I don't need food. I'll just buy it. You know, I'll learn how to do do the other thing, the other stuff that give me money, and then I'll trade that for goods and services. One of those goods, food. But uh, yeah, if it makes you happy, <sighs> if it makes you happy, if it gives you self esteem, it's also a good hit with the ladies. Like you bring a lady over mm. to your your place here. Let me make you a meal. Impresses her. Yes. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. All right, but I like, to, br I like to bring a lady cooking. home and I put some nuts on a plate and say, "There you go, <laughs> chow down." That's that. You put your nuts on a plate and say, "Chow down." Either way, either way, either, you know, either way, that you, works. How often does that she work? Gets, if she eats those nuts, she's a keeper. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, if she I eats the nuts. She's a squirrel. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I no? put I put my nuts on a plate. I put my wiener in in a hot dog bun and just <laughs> I just tell her to go at it. See what happens. Yo, I think I met the girl in my dreams. Her name is Daisy. She's a fucking gray squirrel. <laughs> 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 we're in love we're in love all right dave what do you have wait it's your turn it's your turn yo shout out to mr quentin tarantino and once upon a time in hollywood I don't oh know if you, i don't know i don't know if you two saw it i know it's gotten mixed reviews but i'm i'm a tarantino file myself but um i saw it, it i, 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 I haven't thought, seen it yet i thought without giving anything away i thought it was so fun and so well done. It's such a cool nod to old Hollywood. It's fun seeing like all these like uh, places that are like still exist, like El Coyote and and yeah. and Frank's and like um, like the the Dome, like places like that. Um, but also like it, it's the movie like 
people were like, it's so long. Tarantino's movies are always so long. Like, I think the movie could have been longer. It was so pleasing. It was so enjoyable. And uh, all the performances are fucking great. There's a little girl in it that's amazing. But, like, Leo and Brad Pitt have insane chemistry. They're just so fucking good together. Yeah. Uh, I I thought it was great. And I I think it's, like, worth seeing in the theater for everyone out there just because it looks so clean and great. I'm, like, amazed that he was able to make, like, so many areas uh, look like 1969 L.A. Like, it was very, very well done. Very impressive. And I agree uh, with you. Everything everything about that film I thought was outstanding. And I agree that at one point I was like, mm, I might have to go to the bathroom. I know this movie's really long, two hours and 45 minutes. Right. I looked at the clock. It was like two hours had passed, and it didn't even feel like it. I thought right. I was like going to be like maybe a third of the way through and have to, you know, what uh, normally at age 36, I have to pee 10 minutes into the film. But I was like, I think I think I could be a big boy and hold the whole hold the whole pee pee. Mm. Well, and look, I this, did it. Not, not, not to get into beefs because this is all shout outs. But you know, why you have to go pee 10 minutes into the movie because there's fucking 40 minutes of previews. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get there late. Yeah, you never have to worry about being, especially like in the, you know, some of the movie theaters here where you have an assigned seat, like, you don't never have to worry about like being late to a movie. Here's what actually happened. We went to go see the movie at the Vista, Uh but there was a long line and it's, and you had to wait in the sun. So we were like, eh, we had eaten brunch and then we were like, you know what? Let's see if it's playing somewhere else. And then we went and we had to wait for a while. Um, No, you know, so what I'm doing with Tarant, what I'm doing before I see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I'm rewatching all of his movies. So, oh, oh, I've seen a lot of people doing that. Yeah, we've yeah, been yeah. we've been doing that a little too. And I, you know what, I really like it, and I really like that way of consuming things. Like, cause it, yeah, yeah. I feel like now everything is so fleeting. It's kind right. of good to just do deep dives on something. Just say like, oh, I'm all about that. Like, if I don't know, like I try to think of another example. But like, let's say you watch dead to me which is another one of my favorite shows on netflix christina applegate maybe next time i'll, I'll try to watch some of her other movies to you know kind of prepare or get into the movie. Right. oh just a, or, a married with children marathon man, watch an like, episode of married yeah, with children yeah, yeah. watch anchorman you know i don't know sure. it might be fun just to like all the others to consume media like that don't tell mom the babysitter's dead is another one of her movies oh, I, I do i do i do love that movie no, yeah. but like it's been really cool to just go back and like watch watch his movies and see what holds up, what doesn't hold up. Like. Or go back, start Sopranos from the beginning. Or that too. Listen, listen, listen to O Sopranos pod as we <laughs> as we go episode to episode. Yeah. I've, been, I've been thinking about doing that. I've been thinking about maybe going back and watching some of the stuff because I I forget everything too. Like yeah, I watch yeah, yeah. Res- I watch Reservoir Dogs. It was like watching Reservoir Dogs for the first time. I didn't remember anything from it. So. Oh, for real? Yeah, we just watched um, before we watched uh, um, Kill Bill. Oh, nice. So, so good. I, yeah. And so I watched Kill Bill Volume 1, and I, which I hated. I When I saw it, I hated it. Oh, did you really? Really? And what it was, I saw it in Japan while I was living in Japan. Oh. And, like, a lot of the movies in Japanese. And so, like, you know, I didn't understand that because they don't subtitle it in Japan. And then also the Japanese audience hated it. Like, they were, like, hating the movie from the beginning. So there's oh, just yeah. a oh, weird man. vibe in the theater. And I rewatched it, and I was like, oh, this movie's pretty good. Like, I'm pretty into this movie. So. Oh, I, 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 I can't imagine why uh, the Japanese audience wouldn't like it. Well, okay. You got to remember, <laughs> where I live in Japan was like the Oklahoma of Japan. So think about the most oh, conservative really? people yeah. going to watch Kill Bill, you know, and they're like, what, oh. the hell, what the hell is this? Oh, man. Asian Twitter is very upset with Tarantino. Never, <laughs> I already did something, I already and, did something and, to Bruce Lee. And <laughs> with this movie, too, and, and I'm going to be honest, I'm, I... 
there Bruce Lee is in the movie, uh, and I yeah. was kind of like, yeah, but that, dude, that actor's so good. He was so good, but I think I do not to bring beef up, but I did kind of beef with that portrayal of him, and I oh, see, mm. I see why people would be mad about it. But what's you Wasn't Bruce Lee a dick though? I mean, I don't know. He was, so, yeah. I mean, but also, I mean, without giving anything away, like a lot of the actual stars in it, like were kind of caricatures. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that was the that was the style. I t- I totally like, get that. that. Was the tone. And I don't not to spoil the movie, but like there is some reasoning behind that and stuff like that. Why you shouldn't take it literal? Uh, Apparently, but, that uh, uh, he actually did train um, Sharon Tate. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's the thing. They kind of crossed this line of like it's kind of real, but they kind of made his, I think, his fighting philosophy a little phony. Sure. And, and they made him way more arrogant than, which was the antithesis of him and his fighting beliefs. Sure. Which was sure, I sure. was kind of like, whoa, bro, come on, come on. Wasn't he really arrogant though? Like in real life? Yeah, I, I no. think he was. No. no? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to do some research. No. We'll have to do some research. I, I, I have. Okay. I've, I've read all his books. Uh, also, he loved <laughs> no, Muhammad Ali, about, and there's about some about conversation I'm about, about how that. he treated people and how he acted on set. So. No, I think the complete opposite. Okay. And plus, right. the way the way he talks about this other fighter in real life is not how he has okay. talked about that guy. And mm. you know, anyway, whatever. Go see the movie. Also, yeah, yeah. one thing though, I had no idea who Sharon Tate was really. Oh, really? You didn't I, know about, like, the murder and all that? I had no, not really. I kind of knew, but I would say if, you, if you're if you not familiar with Sharon Tate, just do a quick Google, learn yeah. about her, because it helps the movie. She, she, I mean, she was absolutely beautiful. She was, oh, she was great. so beautiful. Yeah. And, like, she was about to be a big star. Yeah. So I, like, just didn't know that. But, like, where my wife, you know, grew up in L.A., she knew all about it. I didn't really right, get right, it. Right, right, If you are going to see the movie, definitely just just quick Google search. Get get the groundworks oh, down, and I, then, I, then you'll love the movie. I'm, I'm, like, very into, like, docs on, like, serial killers and, st- and, and like, murderers and stuff. Okay, cool. Normal. Yeah. Very normal. Just, uh, oh, is that why you're house sitting, Dave? <laughs> yeah. Do you really know oh, yeah. these people, or are you just no, uh, killing them and then recording podcasts? Yeah, I and knew they... them before I fucking killed them. <laughs> their uh, house. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Now I have a house, so that's cool. Oh, tight, tight, um, tight. No, but uh, so I knew a lot about like the Manson family yeah. and all that stuff, but I'm sort of starting to do like a deep dive into like I watched a couple of Manson docs that I hadn't watched before. Um, but uh, the you must it's, remember it's this podcast does a nice did whole, did whole season on the Manson murders. That I yes, to. yes. Um, but yeah, go uh, go see the movie. Shout out my next super shout out. This is it ties in with like a lot of the stuff we have is uh, like mastering a skill. This is like and do it by teaching yourself. I would challenge anybody pick something you want to do. Teach yourself how to do it with YouTube. You know, I'm a big fan of YouTube tutorials. I think you can learn anything with YouTube. Because, like, then once you do that, it gives you such a boost of self-esteem, like realizing, okay, I could teach myself how to do almost anything. And it will help you with your confidence going forward, and it'll help you with your approach to life. It's like John says, getting rid of the negative scripts. Like, realizing there are things you can learn. Like, we have this stuff in our brain sometimes, like, oh, I'm just not this type of person. You can do it. You just gotta get on the YouTube and there's a movie tutorial <laughs> to teach you. It's it's yo, learning is I agree. 
is you'd be surprised. You'd be you surprised. Like I never thought of myself as a dancing person, and I'm really terrible at dancing. But when I was in that Japanese boy band where I live in Japan, I took the time, learned how to dance, and I was doing the choreographed dance moves. You know, Ooh, gotta see that. Gotta see that. <laughs> I have a, yeah, I have a VHS. Actually, I think I might have lost the VHS, but I had a VHS of it. Yeah, so. you're reading a book on how to meet people, and now right. now you now can I'm talk to it. other humans without I had like a uh, without minute. them calling the cops. Exactly, I had like a five minute <laughs> conversation with the grocery clerk, oh. grocery clerk today. It was incredible. You need to carry carry that over to next summer league, so you can like not be a robot when we're Dude, there. Dude, exactly. Next summer league, I'll be talking to people. It's gonna be great. I was Should, like, hey, hey, uh, hey, uh, name's Dave. And then uh, Matt was like, beep, boop, pop, beep, pop, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> I was like, uh, this is my friend, R2D2. <laughs> that should be our giveaway for NBA Twitter. Yeah. yeah Dude, how to, the man. book on how to not to be a weirdo. How to, yeah, how to, how to talk to sign, another person without sign by all of us. I always thought it was such a whatever, like bullshit. And then, like, like I said, uh, someone. Like a regular person recommended me the book, and I was like, "All right, I'll, I'll check it out." So, that's a that's a that's a good person. They saw they saw you and was like, "You know what? You really need help, man. Here's a book. <laughs> I know. I know. Here's I know. a book, man. It's really helped. It's really helped." Um, another great segue, Matt. Killing it with the segues. Thank you. Uh, I'm gonna shout out uh, a contemporary of Quentin Tarantino that I've been getting back into that I love, Robert Rodriguez. Mm. Oh. Robert Rodriguez, for you kids who don't know. I recommend his book. uh, Rebel Without a Crew. Yeah, that book I recommend. I don't recommend. I think his movies suck, though. It's like. Look. I I mean, I loved loved Dust Till Dawn when I was a kid. Oh, Dust Till Dawn. I was like Salma Hayek. I was in love with Salma Hayek. So, yeah, uh, nice. the hottest. And and uh, and Clooney's fucking great in that movie. Oh, absolutely. Um, but for those who don't know, Robert Rodriguez was like one of the original, like, kind of godfathers of super low budget films. You know, his first yes. film, El Mariachi, he made for seven thousand dollars, right? And yeah, it's not that great of a film, but it got into Sundance, and it was like one of the first kind of of its kind uh and he joked uh the re- i've been reading listening to a lot of robert rodriguez on podcasts you know yeah. he did a tim ferris one he did a couple other ones you know he kind of tells the same stories um but you know he talked about how at sundance afterwards he was like guys i hope you're ready when people find out my film only cost seven thousand dollars you realize everyone's gonna make a film next year and they did and you know he did that and he, he basically what you were saying, Matt, his big thing was like, just do it. Well, his. Je- yeah. He has this quote where he says, like, if you can marry the creative ability with the technical ability, it's like most people are creative, but they have no technical skills. Yes. But if you can get the technical skills so that you can realize your creative vision, then you are in the position where nobody can tell you no. Exactly. And that's where you want to be. Yeah. And, you know. Like, yeah, again, I don't love, love, love. Well, you know, I loved, um, you know, Desperado, Dust Till Dawn. Sin City was really great, too. Sin City's not good. Oh, man, I love Sin City. Desperado's, like... Also not good. (laughs) No, but but that's that was, like, the big-budget version of El Mariachi, right? Yes. No, but I mean, like, I... 
I respect what he does. You know, it's like exactly. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. It's like his stuff isn't for me, but like I don't, I don't begrudge him for making it. You know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. He has his own style. Also, um, he was a, he was ahead of his time, like making movies like not in New York or L.A. Oh too. yeah, like, he lives in Austin. Also, he right? doesn't, doesn't do the music for his movies too, which is crazy. Yeah. Yep. So he. Um, you know, he shoot. He literally holds the camera and shoots. He writes the scripts. He holds the camera, and shoots. He edits it himself. He uh, scores the the film himself, and he would always on his documentary or his DVDs. Uh, those were how we used to watch movies, kids. Uh, he would always have a ten minute film school where he showed you. And I remember watching. I think it was Once Upon a Time in Mexico, where he sh- he brought you into his. Uh, you know, his studio. And it was so awesome to see him like edit a scene, turn around, grab a guitar, play it right into the machine, turn that clean guitar into like a distorted heavy metal guitar, you know, and just like be the full creative person that yeah. he was. And, you know, he hit and, you know, if you listen to a lot of these podcasts, the one with Tim Ferriss is outstanding. And, but he talks about like, you know, Basically, just like like you said, Matt, like if you create your own rules, if you do your own thing, they can't stop you. You know, when he did Sin City, he just went to Frank Miller and was like, yo, he shot this sample scene and then went to Frank Miller, who's, you know, a famous comic book artist or, or writer and was like, who would never let anyone touch his work. And he was like, this is what we're going to do. And we're going to do it together. And they bought in. You know, and uh, yeah, he's been making movies ever since. He did Spy Kids. He does all these fun things, you know. But yeah, oh, yeah he's, he's been a big Spy Kids fan. Huge. But he, he's <laughs> uh, get a chance. Listen to his podcast with Tim Ferriss and, and listen to other interviews. If you just go on the app and type in Robert Rodriguez, he does uh, very inspiring about being creative and why, you know, they ask him and he's like, yeah, I'm not a director. I'm not. A, I'm just a creative person. I just this is what I do. I just create. It happens to be in this field. You know, he's also a chef. He cooks. He cooks for his crew. Oh, I hate him, he definitely. Paints, he paints pictures <laughs> for his crew. He does all this stuff, and he's like, well, he's very what, much outside of the system. Yeah, but I, that's, I always hate people who complain about stuff, and it's just like, go make go make something. You know, they complain Absolutely. about this. They, they complain about that, and it's like, it's, it, in this day and age, there's nobody sh- stopping you. You can make a f- movie on your, on your phone. You can make music. Anybody can make music, you know? Yep. Just go, go do it. You know, anybody wants, if you, you complain about podcasts or this, it's like, you can make a podcast. Like you could do it. it the barriers to entry are so low now, which means yeah, so that low. everybody does it, which is annoying, but also it's a beautiful thing because it's like, no, there's no gatekeepers anymore. It's like you None. just go and do it. Just go and do it. If mm-hmm. you don't like the way things look, if you don't like, you know, how your voice isn't being heard, go make it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Like Dave, Dave was like, man, all these Soprano podcasts are crap, you know, yeah, but I'm going to make another crappy one. I'm going to be out there making my I, own crappy one with, with terrible audio. And that's going to blow out people's say, eardrums. Uh, all, all the other. Well, there's one that I, I really irritates me. But right. The others are fine. The problem with them was they aren't entertaining. So we were well, like, there you go. Gonna, so you went out and made a non-entertaining uh, one. Yeah, join was, them. Yeah. That's yeah. what. <laughs> Hey, I was, it works. I was sick of falling asleep while listening to Zach Lowe and Nate Duncan. And I was like, let's, John, let's do a podcast, you know? Yeah, we can do it ourselves. And yeah. you were like, man, this first episode sucked. Let's get Futernick to come on and <laughs> yeah. make it funny. And and 18 <laughs> followers later, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. We did it. And uh, and one Patreon later. <laughs> Dave, it's your turn. Uh, 
Last Shout one. out to. Last uh, one. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think this On is my, uh, my This is my fourth. I oh think. no! So it will be my. It's your fourth. Um, yeah, uh, shout out to George Clinton. Um, for those youngins out there who don't know, he Ooh, uh, is the godfather of funk. He uh, he's on his farewell tour. I'm seeing him at the Greek uh, here in LA tomorrow night. Last oh time, wow! Last time I'll ever see him, he's on my Mount Rushmore of musicians. Um, and for those of you who don't know his music, he started out like in the doo-wop scene in the '50s and '60s, uh, and then eventually became like the most important funk. Uh, musician of his time in the 70s uh, and basically like laid the groundwork for hip hop he was he's still to this day ha- like has to be if not like one of two or three James Brown is in there too uh, the most sampled musician of all time um, so for those of you who aren't familiar with his music uh, he had two two bands Parliament and Funkadelic Parliament was more funky Funkadelic was more of a rock band um, and then they kind of combined forces like in the eighties and became parliament Funkadelic. but look him up. Uh, and also, um, look up any interviews with him. Cause he's a trip. He like does not give a shit. And, um, he's another one of those people that just like, he was told he couldn't sing and he like just didn't have the same talent as some of his, uh, uh, soul and funk contemporaries. And he just was like, fine, I'm going to make a, an album about, black people in space and it worked and it fucking sold like millions of records so he uh he he's fucking awesome you remember back in the day on nba jam you could put in the secret code and play as uh yeah as uh p-funk that was yeah. pretty awesome legend and also shout out to the movie pcu um, oh there i love, love that it. movie i love that movie so much but also extra great because the band is headed to Hartford and they get lost somewhere in the middle of Connecticut and they just end up like at this like university and play for these fucking like it's I think it's supposed to be for John Wesleyan. Favre and, and yeah, Jeremy yeah. Piven. Yeah. John Favre uh, playing like the biggest monster. Uh, how problematic is that movie now? It's probably really like a lot of this stuff about like the different like um, groups like on oh, yeah. campus is oh, probably gosh. super problematic. So problematic. Um, <laughs> okay, we should, we David should do, Spade, hilarious. We should do a rewatch. I've never we seen should. that movie. We should. You've it's never like, seen PCU? What? I, but I saw I saw I saw George oh, Clinton. Because you didn't college. have TV. Yeah. Mm. You in like 1994-95 like it was on Comedy Central like like every afternoon. Yeah. Oh yeah, classic. Classic. Uh, uh, all right. Shout out to George Clinton. My last my final shout out, I'll make this real quick. This is just for people who are interested in economics. Here are, the po- here are the podcasts I recommend. Oh, just hit that skip 30. Planet, <laughs> I'm just going to go real fast. Planet Money. That's a good one. Or especially was love good. Planet Money. 2008. Love that's that. a very good one to learn about economics. If you want to up your game, go on to Econ Talk. And then if you're interested in libertarian stuff and just like basically a guy who is an incredible ranter, the Glenn Lowry podcast. Uh, I think it's called The Glenn Show. Check that the out. The Glenn Show. Any, what kind episode, of- any episode with him and John McWhorter is like gold. What, what? What? Okay. Uh, what? Like? What do they talk about? I mean, you sell this thing. You don't have well, to go too both, fast. Well, they're both. They're both. They're both black. So they talk a lot about race issues. Uh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, That's yeah. an interesting take. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and they definitely come from like outside the norm. But they talk oh. about they talk about everything. They talk about politics. They talk about mm-hmm. economics. I mean, Glenn Lowry is like a distinguished economist. He's like old now, but he's like I think he's like seventy. But 
Tweet, yeah. Why don't you tweet that out from your Twitter account so people can see it? <laughs> yeah, right. I'll get I'll get like hashtag canceled because like Glenn Lowry is like super like outside the mainstream, or he's like he's like a conservative like slash libertarian. So oh okay. Oh, I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll tweet out all, maybe I'll tweet out all my maybe I'll tweet out all my recommendations. But it's all I, I he he goes on he constantly goes on rants and it's like super hilarious. So, really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe I'll find the best Glenn Lowry, John McWhorter conversation because they're also pretty. They're just hilarious together. So. I'd, I'd actually love to listen, see what this okay. is all about. Okay, all right. I mean, I, I have Proud Boys muted on Twitter, so it probably won't come up for me. But. <laughs> These guys are black, dude. They're black. <laughs> no, it's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> all right, John. Yeah. So is Candace Owens. Okay. Yeah. True. <laughs> they they make fun of her all the time, though. Oh, really? <laughs> good, good, good. Good. As they okay. should. Okay. Uh, last one is a book uh, I just read recently that has changed my life. It is called The War of Art. Whoa. Break through the blocks and win your inner creative battles by Stephen Pressfield, who is a, a screenwriter. This book, it's its a great book. It's very It's not a thick book. You can, I think I read it in two or three days. Um, and it's basically what's great is like, you know, it's a play on the art of war, right? But it's the war of art. And it's how do you win the battle of being an artist, right? And he basically talks about how there's this thing called the resistance, right? That's what he calls it. And that's all the things that stop you from being the artist you want to be, right? Like talent. Ta- <laughs> talent. Um, you know, hard work. Hard work, things like that. Uh, ugly um, face. Yeah, um, yep, yep, yep. Doesn't, uh, doesn't, doesn't know how people work. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm doing my best to combat all these. Yeah, you're doing that. Um, but this book is, it's, you know, he is Mr. Like, look, you wake up, you get to your routine. As long as you put in the work, you won. It Ooh. has nothing to do about the end result. The, the actual battle that you have to fight is just actually doing it. And there will be things that get in the way that try to get in the way, whether it's like, you know, as Money. simple as yeah, or th- anything that will get in the way. Like, like we talked about negative scripts or saying like, I can't make a film. And it's like, why? Right. That's just something that's getting in your way. You can, you literally can hit record on the phone in your pocket and make your first film. <laughs> yeah, like tons of my recent one-on-one show. Not tons, but bits and pieces of what just shoot on my phone. You know, just shoot like, on your phone. Like, this, yeah. There's things you know, or it's like the things that also get in your way. Things like, you know, like you you're supposed to work on something, but you'll just start drinking, or <laughs> right. you'll get high, yeah. right? And what yeah. you're doing is you're 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 stopping your night. You know, you're well, saying like the second I decide to drink or get high, I'm no longer doing the thing I'm supposed to be doing. I'm, I'm taking a, uh, a different path. I think also, I think when, I think when people are young, they're really, really afraid, afraid to fail. Um, yes. and they're really, cause what they're afraid of is when they make something is if you're young, if you, may, if you haven't made a lot of stuff and you make something and it's bad, that is like a, a, a verdict on your talent and who you are. Cause you haven't made enough stuff. So when you made one, when you make something that's bad, it's like, Oh, now you're bad. You know, Yep. what you need to do is you may, need to make a ton of stuff kind of, cause everyone's stuff is always bad when they first start and you just need to get them all out of your system and you need to find, if you make enough stuff, you'll eventually hopefully get to a place where you, you'll, you make something good. And also what you want, what you want to realize it's, it's a bit of alchemy and it's like, if you make a ton of stuff, you can't really figure out why one turned out good or why one turned out bad. Sometimes things go your way. Sometimes things th- th- they don't, you know. 
It's really just about putting in the work and putting in the time. And it's not like creativity is not like magic. It's not like like all of a sudden something hits you and, and you you do something brilliant. People think that's the way it works. The way it really works is just sitting down day after day, writing stuff. Some of it's bad and some of it's good. And it's more of a habit and building up a muscle rather than inspiration. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what the book talks about. You know, it's like the there's this battle that creative people have, you know, and he also talks about if you're an athlete or an entrepreneur, whatever it is, you know, he's mostly a film writer. So that's mostly what he talks about. But the, the battle you have with yourself, you know, when you're getting close to finishing a project, that's Mm. when the doubt comes in. Right. That's the resistance trying to get you to quit. You know, when, whenever, that's true. You know, what people, there are people with like screenplays that are three quarters done and like so many or any project that you think about that you want to do, but you, you actually will lie to yourself and find ways to prevent that from happening. You know, you'll say, you know what? Okay. I'll do it next month. I'll do it next month. Next month we'll shoot the show. We'll do that. Or we'll do this. We'll do that. And it's like, you fight this battle forever, you know? But yeah, because it, because 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 if it's not done yet, you still have hope. Oh, maybe it will be good. And also, exactly. it's like it's it's better to be an, an aspiring something than a shitty something. And exactly. so people right, are right. always like, ah, oh, you know, I want to do this, I want to do that. But once they do it, and it's bad. It's like, oh crap, now I suck. Well, it's just better to suck. Like it's just just do it. You know, it's just yeah. yep. And it's also it's like fail fast, fail often, and just yep, just do it, just make it. That's why I love like if you're starting out that's why I love channel 101 cuz it just forces you to make something every month and you just got it right. you got that deadline you make it and it sucks you know what you know just make another one yeah and and the other thing what i really love about this book and why it's better than most self-help books in my opinion is it's very aggressive it's very in your face and it's it's a total like for me someone from philadelphia it's perfect Like, it's not like, you know, someone had recommended this other book that's basically the same thing, but it's called You're a Badass, and it's, like, trying to encourage you, and it's a little fluffy, and it's like, don't worry, you can do it, yay! This is like, yo, motherfucker, wake up and work. Like, oh, oh, you went and got high? You you drinking? Cool, no, you should be working. Like, stop lying to yourself. Like, it's very fucking aggressive. And, like, Mm. the last line is, like, now go out and fucking do it, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's very much, but that's how I like to be talked to like that. Like, I, I, like, like that. I like the no nonsense, like, oh, like people have excuses, people have all this. And I just look at them like, I honestly don't fucking care about you, dude. Like, there's one, there's one path and it's to do it and talk all you want. But that's the, the reality is you just got to sit in front of a computer and write. Yep. And if you write every day, you'll eventually finish this thing. Mm-hmm. But you got to tell yourself to write every day. Right. So yeah. for, for people who like that kind of like drill sergeant coach type thing, um, it's a great book. My, my buddy Matt McManus recommended it to me. I had it heard on uh, one of oh, these. Oh, shout out Matt. Yeah, I love Matt McManus. One of these, um, it was like a Joe Rogan podcast I was listening to. And he talked about how great it is and how, how it's, it's a fight. If you want to be great at something, you have to, you know, wake up and, and do it, you know? Man, it's a lot of work, you know? It's a lot of work, yep. but that's, a lot of that's how it works. It's a lot of yep. introspection, and when you actually make something, it's a lot of work to make something, too, you yep. know? Yeah. Yep. Sometimes, you know, you think something's done, and you show it to people, and it's not done. You got to go back in there and, you know, do some more work on it. Do so. work. You got to do work. Yeah. So I love that book. I It really put put a lot of my art in perspective and, and got me to really focus 
Um, which is why I forgot to do Get At Me Dog this week. But <laughs> no, I did one. I'm just joking. All right, Dave, go. Uh, my last shout out is uh, to John. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Which one? Me? Yeah, John Hill. Oh, you. damn. Damn. Uh, I got contacted by a reporter from the Indie Star um, who is interviewing me tomorrow about the Goga account. <laughs> <laughs> And she said that all the all the writers and like everybody like like within the organization uh, for the Pacers are all fucking buzzing about it. <laughs> and we were supposed to talk today, and I, I had a crazy day, and she ended up getting like backed up, and so we're gonna talk tomorrow. And she was like, "By the way, I talked to Goga today about it." No. And he said it's really funny. Hey. He, like, he likes it. And she was like, as long as he was like, he likes it as long as I don't cross the line, which obviously I don't like, I, I, I absolutely made a point to keep it like super, super PG. Like he asks like whether or not he should get like a motorcycle or a Prius, you know? Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was your idea to like do that instead of just like, cause we were, I feel like we kicked around like maybe just like doing nine people that we, for those people who didn't listen to the episode, we had 10 guys that were going to be in this year's draft that I had to tweet at. And every one of them had a Twitter account except for Goga Batadze, who was the oh, yeah. draft pick yeah. to the Pacers. And on our text thread, I was like, Goga doesn't have one. And we kicked around like what we should do. And you were like, just make a fake one for him. <laughs> just and be Goga. <laughs> little, little did we know. I thought I was just like basically doing a get at me dog. Like I made the first thing I did was like, I made that uh meme of him as lady Goga. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. That was his, so good. His, it was his head on lady Gaga. It's like one of like her weird costumes. And then, uh, yeah, just like caught on. Yeah. And, like it's, uh, it's been fun to do. It's been fun well, to do. I can't wait till you cross the line and get, get banned <laughs> and Goga hates you. Like, uh, Come home from the bar one night and I like yeah. accidentally like post something like I can't, yeah. I also, I can't wait till some groupie DMs you and then you you know show up. <laughs> there, there are a couple of fans who like tweet at me every day trying to get lunch, and I'm like, bro, You're like I'm not going. Bro, guy. like I, I, it's like obviously this gentleman is probably like he probably has mental problems. Yeah, because it's like, very obvious it's not actually him. But I'm like, yo, bro, you gotta stop. Come, stop doing that, come to Adana stop in Glendale. That. You might see me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. am a five uh, A Jewish guy. Um, well, Dave, thanks for the shout out. But yeah, uh, no you doubt, know, no the doubt. truth is, thanks. you you put in all the work. I right, just yeah. once in a while get high and come up with something funny. You, and you and, were the and you, were you were the book that drove me to make the GoGo account. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, shout out to Blue Dream, the number one uh, drug of choice <laughs> for um, my stupid ideas. <laughs> do you guys? Do, do you? Do you guys? We we gone pretty long. Do you want to yeah. save the rest of the pod for next? Like, get at me, dog, and stuff. Should we just do that next week? I don't know. Sure, because I, mean, uh, I did my when I said um, I need a minute. I like realized as we were about to record, I completely forgot. I posted one. I made uh-huh. it. I made it like I pulled a John and made it like right before we started yeah, recording. Yeah, so, yeah, me too. So, me too. So we'll take so a break. Yeah, we'll take, take a, a break. break. We'll take a break. And yeah, next week All we'll right. come back to beefs. We'll do our beefs. We'll do our beefs. Beef. Maybe we'll just do three beefs since like this has yeah. gone way long. And then yeah, we'll do, yeah, yeah. We'll do Get beefs. At Me Dog next week. And then we'll do Shoutouts and Beefs because I do have like lots of Shoutouts and Beefs as well. 
Okay. okay. But you know what? We gave people uh, an hour and five minutes of just like lots of life, lots of life advice. Lots yeah, of you life. Got a, you got a you got a reading list. You got basically way, ways to attack your life. And the, all the life advice is basically the same. Just do stuff. Just 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 master that's stuff. And just do stuff. It's like, but also like that's like the key to happiness: being productive and making stuff, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. And having hair. And having hair. <laughs> yeah. and having hair. It's yeah. not, all of us still have our hair or most of yep. it. So there might, you know, the crazy thing is there might be someone listening that's like really down on their luck, not feeling it. That's like, you know what? I'm gonna get my hair back. Yeah. Well, fucking, you can't I'm get your hair back, a, but a, well, maybe some hair plugs. Do that. I'm, get your hair I'm plugs. a, I'm a con- hold on to some hair. I'm gonna get rid of some negative people. I'm gonna like be a creative person. I'm a, I'm gonna put on some George Clinton, just like rock out. I'm telling watch, you, that's you know. the be- that's the beauty of the times we live in. You know, 500 years ago, 1,000 years ago, you had two options in life. You could be a hunter or a gatherer. 200 years ago, you were either a farmer. That's about it. You were either a farmer or you're lucky enough to be king. These days, you could do whatever you want, man. You could get on the internet. You could be a podcaster. You could be a podcaster. You could be a – that's about it. That's it. That's it. You could do all this stuff, though, but you could learn whatever you want to do and just, just get out there and do it, man. Just get yeah. out there. And get if you out need, there, dog. If you need money, start a Fiverr account and you know do some stuff on Fiverr. Ooh. Get Ooh. the money in there. We, we talk about that next week. We'll talk oh, about that next week. We're going to talk about some Fiverr beefs next week, bro. About, about next week. <laughs> i start World War Three up in this piece. All right. All right. Well, John's got to <laughs> go. I yeah. got nothing to do, but John's got to go. <laughs> all right. Until next week. Until next week. Keep pooping. Keep pooping. Keep pooping. Bed. Super hoopers. Now what crap is that? Yep, it's another NBA podcast, Bebo Talk now. An hour of wisecracks. Aw, oh, fuck y'all. Give me that hour of my life back. Super Hoopers. Ah, oh, what crap is that? Yup, dude. It's another NBA podcast, Bebo Talk now. An hour of wisecracks. Ah, oh, fuck y'all. Give me that hour of my life back. I wow. So you call yourself Super Hoopers. Knock this shit off right now. Y'all biting Super Troopers. Put this on. I'm going like LeBron. True maneuvers. Come on, John. You spawn nothing but stupid bloopers. A boring part of shooting hoops and shooting shit. Well, Matt and John think they producing these hits. They making me yawn and I'm losing my shit. They always wrong about who to pick. So I ask their two chicks if they do assist. But when they use their dicks, all they do is swish. Stupid like the Knicks and poor singers. Always tired as shit and can't bring it. Just like the Sixers. Uh, living in the past. Couldn't win a championship to save their ass facts. John, it's like a cantaloupe, right? It's okay to like them. Just don't have Brian Colangelo's child on an island. Super Hoopers. Ah, what crap is that? Yup, dude. It's another NBA podcast. Bebo Talk now. An hour of wisecracks. Ah, fuck y'all. Give me that hour of my life back. Super Hoopers. What crap is that? At American University, we don't just hope for change, we create it. We don't just dream of a better world, we make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout DC to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash gradschool.